Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Tuesday, March 21st, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Next season came earlier than expected for the Kansas Jayhawks after their heartbreaking loss in the second round of the NCAA tournament. The defending national champion will bid farewell to its All-America player, Jalen Wilson, and because he's projected by many to be an NBA draft lottery pick, Grady Dick might be gone as well, along with Kevin McCullough. It's likely only two starters will return in point guard Dewan Harris and big man K.J. Adams. How will Bill Self and his staff fill out the lineup and the rotation next season? Beat writers Gary Bedore and Shreyas Lada provide the first look and address the many questions for the 2023-24 Jayhawks on today's Sportsbeat KC podcast. So let's get started. There's plenty to talk about uh, with Kansas basketball. We're going to do so with Gary Bedore and Shreyas Lada. We're going to talk about the future of uh, the program, the immediate future. But uh, we need to uh, we need to have the funeral for for for, for, for Kansas basketball. And um, listen, that, that that's a poor choice of words, given the, the you know the the fact that Bill Self couldn't be with the team because of his heart problem. Um, well, let's let's go ahead and start there. Were you guys? Uh, were, were you were you expecting him to to coach uh, in the the second round game against Arkansas? We got the word, I, I guess, uh, day before day of that he wasn't going to be able to coach in the first round. But what, uh, Gary? What was the? Uh, how did that kind of come down on 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 the Saturday that uh, that Bill Self wasn't going to be able to coach? Well, he had doctors there, and I don't know. And the chancellor is a, a doctor too, so uh, I think they consulted, and the doctors said no way. But uh, all along, I was thinking Sweet Sixteen would be his first appearance, maybe because it still had only been a week and change since he had a heart procedure, and you know people can go back to work, but this is coaching, and you know his style of coaching is aggressive so there's they're really this was just terrible timing never good timing to be ill but poor bill uh maybe he would have coached sweet 16 but even that who knows because it's tough i mean he would have had to fly all the way to vegas and he's just had the surgery not long ago so even though some people go to work two days after getting stents put in this is coaching, and uh, I'm glad. I'm glad for him and his family and his health that he didn't do it because this is serious business. And Bill Self's been a great man, and uh, you want him to be healthy. Yeah, look here. Here's hoping nothing but um, you know good wishes for for Bill Self comes back uh, completely healthy and will resume the duties of being the head coach, the high-pressure duties of being the head coach of Kansas basketball. I know that every coach that has been asked about it in, you know, in the, during the Big 12 tournament and throughout the NCAA is nothing but, uh, but, but good words and, and well wishes for, for Bill Self. We certainly uh, feel the same way when it comes to uh, this, this situation. So, Trey, I mean, you covered the team all year, and, um, and and you've got this was your first year covering KU basketball, and you got to see uh, how this this program operates, how the team works, how it functions. 
Um, I know a lot of the talk after the, the loss to Arkansas in the second round was, would Bill Self have made a difference had he been you know 100% and coaching this game? I've got some thoughts on that, but I want to hear yours since you, you know, you're on press row all year with his team. What kind of difference could Bill Self have made? Would he have made a difference in this game? I think a little bit, you know. Uh, I thought, honestly, Norm did a pretty good job overall for the most part. I know a lot of times people are easy to point, oh, he didn't do this, he didn't do that. Um, the one real thing, and I wrote about it, was I think KJ probably should have come in instead of sitting for nine minutes after he picked up that foul. Um, you can clearly see uh, that some of the other guys, like Zuby and Zach Clemens, were just not ready for a moment like that. They haven't played pretty much all year. Zach had played seven minutes since January. Zuby averages five minutes per game. Um, and, you know, Arkansas is attacking them at the rim. I mean, that's what they do best, and that's where you want a guy like KJ, uh, who has great basketball IQ, boxes out when needed. He's not, like, the, the greatest rebounder, but, um, you know, he's been impressive overall all year. Um, I think that's the one thing I could say, hey, I think Bill would have recognized that and pulled the leash of those guys a little earlier, even if, you know, KJ has four fouls. Um, but I also do think, you know, there was a lot of just external, like, pressure on this team from Bill not being there. There's so much talk about you know, him not being in the locker room. I'm sure they read about it on Twitter. I'm sure, you know, they were feeling heavy hearts because, you know, he's their coach. He's a guy that's been in their corners since day one since they've come to the program. Um, and it's an extenuating factor. I mean, like, you know, these are college kids. It's hard to expect them to be consistent on a regular basis, even without Bill Self, even with Bill Self in their corner. Um, so, you know, I wasn't surprised necessarily that they lost to Arkansas, but... I was, you know, the way it happened was almost like un-Kansas-like, I think, a little bit. You know, they looked out of sorts in the last couple of minutes. They're missing free throws. They were making some mental errors. Um, and I think that's where self would have been nice to have a little bit because Norm, I think, did a pretty good job overall. But there were a couple of moments that I'm like, oh, okay, I think self would have, you know, pulled the leash a little earlier on the whole Zuby, Edgeburr, and uh, Zach Clemens thing or, or whatever. But, you know, you live and you learn and, Obviously, it's difficult circumstances, and I think Norm did a pretty good job in you know being thrust into a role uh, that he was thrust into overall. You know, for me, there was just one there was just just one play that I thought of after the game that if Bill had been on the bench, um, I, I don't think it would have unfolded the way it did, and that was um, Juan Harris's ten second violation. You know, the the backcourt violation. Look, I thought the. The call was a little shaky to begin with. You know, I thought he was at the line at 10 seconds. But I think that's something you know, Bill Self would have sensed and would have got him up the floor a little quicker, right? Just you know, sounded the alarm. You know, come on, let's go. You know, just something he would have yelled out and would have gotten the attention. And um, instead of you know, Kansas having a turnover there, I think they had, the, they had the lead at the time. Obviously, they had the lead because they had the lead for all but – just the last couple of you know yeah. moments of the game, but um, that's just one place where I thought maybe it would have had a direct impact. Um, all right, guys. Uh, so as Gary, you've seen many, many times a sad KU locker room after an unexpected NCAA tournament loss. I've seen them too. Um, how did um, you know? How did guys like Jalen Wilson and Kevin McCullough handle you know knowing this was their, their last game? How'd they? How'd they handle things in the locker room in the post game? Uh, good question. Uh, McCuller was crying a little bit 
Jalen was fine. Um, Grady Dick was unfazed, it seemed. I mean, he was lamenting the loss, but and praising his teammates and saying it was the most fun he's ever had. But mm. uh, Pettiford was okay. Joseph Yesifu seemed pretty crushed. Uh, the big young bigs were fine. Uday and Zubidi. Uh, Clemens didn't talk to the media. MJ Rice was uh, not not receptive to interviews. He was listening to something. Uh, but Kevin McCuller took it the worst, I would say. Wilson was sad. They all were sad, but uh, I think Norm told them to hang their heads high, so they did, pretty much. Because they went through a lot. I mean, they didn't have their head coach. Uh, they won the Big 12. They had a, they did okay in the Big 12 tournament, so they still had a, a very good year after winning the national title, and I think Norm <coughs> set the tone and told them to be proud and all that. The guys pretty much were. Yeah, didn't have their coach at the beginning or the end of the season, did they? Um, yeah, so, that's a good point. As, as it turned out. All right, I know this is kind of early, but uh, I want to take a break. And when we come back, I, I want to discuss the future. A lot of players have a decision to make, and uh, and then uh, how how KU basketball shapes up for the twenty three twenty four season. So uh, we'll be right back on Sports Beat KC. Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. We're back on Sportsbeat KC talking Kansas basketball and the unexpected end of the season uh, happened Saturday. We're doing that with uh, beat writers Shreya Slada and Gary Bedore. So uh, as... Gary, you veteran of this war of um, you know, of college basketball and season endings. Uh, everybody wants to know what uh, what's going to happen next year. What the what decisions are going to have to be made? And a new element to all of this postseason conversation is the transfer portal. How that's going to have an impact? So let's start with uh, let, let's start with the obvious. Who is definitely definitely not going to be back next season? Uh, definitely, you got uh, Jalen Wilson, and you got Kevin McCuller. So you only return two starters in Dewan Harris and uh, KJ Adams. Grady Dick remains lottery, I guess. Uh, at least the NBA guys I know. So I would say ninety percent. He's probably going to the NBA. Then uh, transfers, everybody wants to play nowadays. But, you know, it's also projected minutes. Sometimes the coaches, uh, when they meet with guys, tell them what it looks like in terms of projection, and then they decide to leave. So, uh, 
for sure. I mean, just from what guys said, they can change their minds. Pettiford said he wants to come back. Yesifu said he wants to come back. The two bigs said they want to come back. So you might lose a Kyle Cuff who uh, hasn't played. You already lost Cam Martin. He's entered the portal. MJ Rice didn't play at all. He was hurt a lot. Uh, rumors he might want out. Hasn't talked much, so I don't really know for sure. And uh, Zach Clements hasn't played in two years much. Never made the rotation. One might think he wants out, but he hasn't said anything. Okay. So that's a lot of guys uh, that could leave. <laughs> And uh, I don't really know, you know. You just, they enter the portal fast and furious, and then self hits the portal. And right. He's going to need some portal guys to fill in because they only got two starters returning. So, and both guys aren't known for scoring. They can score, but Dewan and KJ are your only two for sure, probably. Right. So, Shreyas, how do you. Um, what what are the uh, biggest needs for for Kansas basketball uh, ne- next season? Uh, the you know they lose not only a you know their leading scorer in Jalen Wilson, but an All America talent, right? And um, and and uh, Kevin McCullough was one of the great defensive players in college basketball this season. Those are two big elements to remove from from the team, um, and. You know, I, I kind of agree with Gary. I'd like to get your thoughts on this too. Uh, when you are projected to be selected, where Grady Dick is projected to be selected, I, I think the business decision has to weigh in favor of leaving for him. I guess the door is cracked open a little bit, but um, but I, I think he's gone. So, what do you think about Grady Dick and and his choice and his decision? And then, what uh, what, what where does Kansas have the biggest needs for next year? So, I mean, I think it's, like you said and Gary said, the door of a, a lottery talent, the window is always finite. Tomorrow he comes back, he tears his ACL, he's going to go down, you know, the, the draft boards. God forbid he comes back, he has a worse season because the best players next to him are Dewan Harris and K.J. Adams instead of Jalen Wilson and Ken McCuller. Imagine how tough it was for Grady to score when the entire – like, you know, opposing teams always tried to stop him. He was always number one option. Jalen Wilson might have had the better numbers. He might have been more gouty. But it was clear, if you watched Kansas basketball this past year, Grady Dick was the most respected and most feared player on that Kansas team because he could shoot from anywhere on the court. Um, and, and just, you know, when you talk to the opposing coaches after the game, the amount of respect they have for a 19-year-old kid is immense. Um, so tomorrow he comes back and, you know, he has a worse season and he's a little a year or two older, you're looking at a guy that could drop out of the lottery. So I just don't think it makes a ton of sense for him to come back and keep millions of dollars on the table. Um, and, and, you know, people might say he's not ready or he's not this. It doesn't matter. He has to go figure it out. Uh, he has to go figure out the NBA. Uh, and I've always been a big advocate for if you are projected to be a high draft pick or, like, you know, mid-round first draft pick, go out and get the bag. It's better to go get that then leave it up to chance. Um, I think there's very few people in college basketball that have come back from uh, being, you know, lottery picks to even better in the next year. 
Um, usually what happens is the reverse is something, they get an injury or they play worse the next season and they're a year older. So, you know, the NBA is looking at them like, oh, wow, like, you know, there's some flaws that, you know, maybe we didn't see last year that we saw now. Um, and, you know, I, I just think it makes sense. I mean, with, with the Grady thing, it's, it's weird because he's a Kansas guy. He grew up obsessed with Kansas. He's a Wichita kid. He wanted to play for Bill Self. I'm sure he'd love to come back. But logically, the business decision and the make most like you know sensible decision I think for his career is to go to the NBA, hope you get drafted by an organization that knows what they're doing, and really develop. You know, take a couple of years to develop his defense, get a couple of years to, to showcase he can do more with the ball in his hands. But he showcased a little bit in Kansas, um, and I think his career could be a really long career, uh, and it could go a lot of different ways. It just depends on the team that picks him, how he develops. Uh, and his role, I think. And then, kind of building off that, I was looking at the roster. If Grady doesn't come back, you're looking at 45 points per game Kansas has to replace between him, Kevin, and Jalen. That's a lot of points. If, even if you're looking at internal improvement from guys like Zuby, or sorry, you know, uh, Ernest and, and KJ and, and Dewan or whatever, you're really going to have to go rely on at least one of those freshman guys out of the four that are coming in to hit. You need them to hit at least like that. 12, 13 points per game mark. Um, and then you really need to hit on one or two, like, scorers portal-wise, portal-wise. Like, they need to get a guy that is, you know, on the edge of being in the NBA <coughs> isn't quite there yet, um, I think is super important. You know, you're looking at a guy that maybe is, like, a junior at uh, a different school, but it's a Division One school, and to put up 15 a game, maybe in the Pac-12 or the SEC or whatever, and they want one more year in college basketball, and that's when you get those guys to come be almost like uh, you know a mercenary for a year, and uh, you know fill in the roster gaps and let the young guys develop. Because KU's roster, I think next year is going to be really, really young, uh, and you're looking at guys like Bobby Pettiford and Dewan and all these other guys being veterans on the team, and, and you know Bobby still has ways to go. You know, yes, who still has ways to go? Um, they need to have some internal improvement to, to showcase that they get serve rotation minutes consistently uh, there's a lot of question marks for this team and I think the portal is going to be fascinating I, I, I posted on a Twitter Jeff Brazulo had an article I think in early or mid-February or early March where basically uh, out of the top 100 recruits in like you know freshman class I think only 15 of them basically hit double digit points versus out of the, the 100 top 100 transfers 62 of them hit double digit points so there's a clear, you know, you can come in, you can trust transfers to be, you know, ready to go and, and play good minutes like Kevin McCullough did for Kansas this year versus you're relying on four freshmen to come in and hoping one of them hits, you know, that 10, 15 point per game mark. And so if I'm hearing you right, and I believe that I am, um, the leading scorer for Kansas in 23-24 is not on the roster right now. Um, I, I don't think so. <laughs> Right. Well, let me throw another uh, – let's go back to Grady Dick just for a second. Um, I, have, I have always believed that uh, when you ha- – the first opportunity to get money, get the money because nothing's guaranteed after that. Conditions change, situations change, you know, your roster changes, the focus on you defensively changes. When you have the chance to get money, go get the money in – for the most part, I think that's what happens, especially in college basketball. What's changed, though, over the last couple of years is NIL. 
And when we talk about players going to get money, the money's already there for them. I think Grady Dick has the opportunity to be um, the the most valuable NIL you know, uh, person, athlete at Kansas for the Mass Street Collective is what they call it. And, you know, 100 – not the life-changing money, I suppose, that a that an NBA contract, especially a lottery contract, can bring, but enough to give you a little to make it part of the conversation, and and that's what we're doing right now. Could it be part of the conversation for for Grady Shreyas? What do you think? You know, the funny thing is, I think if you ask me that question about like ninety percent of the players that are like a freshman at you know whatever school and are looking at potential lottery picks, I'd say there's no doubt in my mind those guys are going to go pro. But with Grady, I think there is a sliver of a chance. I'm not going to say there's a high sliver of a chance, but I'd say he probably has a higher chance to come to Kansas than a guy like Keontae George has to come back to Baylor. There's history there. There's tradition. He wants to be remembered at Kansas for not just his play on the court, but leaving an impact off the court. And he's been candid about it. You know, When I did that feature interview, I, I sort of asked him, Hey, you're in NBA draft mods. You see the lottery odds. You see that you're always, you know, mocked high up there. What does that mean to you? And he's like, it's great, but I'm not really focused on that. You know, like I look at it and I see I'm honored to be, you know, picked, projected to be in the NBA draft. But he's basically like, I want to leave a legacy behind that I was more than just a shooter at Kansas. So maybe there is that, you know, feeling of obviously the NIL money plays a factor, but. I think for Grady, if he comes back, there might just be a feeling of, I can be so much better than I was last year. Here's what I need to do. And, you know, I could do it for a team that I grew up rooting for. I mean, for God's sake, he had a Bill Self bobblehead in his room since he was like eight years old. (laughs) Uh, You know, like that family has been Kansas fans for generations. And, you know, his brothers, his sister have gone to Kansas, you know, and the opportunity for him to play at Allen Fieldhouse is like a dream come true, like he said many times. So there is a chance. I'd say maybe 15%, 20% he comes back, which is, I think, a lot higher than most freshmen around the country who are projected lottery picks. Okay, Gary, break down the scholarship situation. I know it's a, it's so fluid, um, but, there, but KU is operating with one less, is it not? Yeah, <clears throat> we haven't really uh, asked Bill about that of course we haven't talked to him in a while sure since they made the announcement of the sanctions that didn't get a lot of attention but it was in there that they would only have 12 scholarships for i think the next three years maybe uh instead of 13 but uh i'd have to get out the pen and paper again after cam martin but Mm. i think they still They've got four guys coming in already, right? They had a full 13 scholarships. Uh, they lose two. That's 11. They're bringing in four right now. So they they still have to lose some guys, I think, um, before they can even add in the portal. But I didn't do my math okay. <laughs> before the show. Yeah, but, I, uh, said, I, I said no math would be involved, and here I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, here uh, I am asking for math. So, how about I think they well, have to lose one more <laughs> minimum and then lose some more before they uh, they do the portal thing? So, I well, there's some decisions like with a, a guy like 
uh, Zach Clemens, there, there's some decisions to be made by them on, you know, on, on whether they're they're going to be back. Um, you know, there just is, and there there is every year now in college basketball. It's not just Kansas; it's every program, right? Um, they all have decisions to all the programs have players with decisions to make yeah. about their future. <clears throat> so, um, uh, you know, Kansas has been lucky the last, you know, to have a <clears throat> get an impact player. Excuse me, like uh, Kevin McCuller last year, and uh, the, the 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 national championship team, uh, you know, with impact players. So it, it it it's just a way of life in college basketball now. Um, that's that's where we are, and I expect that's you know Kansas will have an, an impact newcomer that's you know that's in his third or fourth or fifth year of college basketball. How about Oscar Shibway? He's got another year of eligibility. <laughs> Um, could could uh, could clean up all the boards for Kansas next year, but yeah, uh, so that would be a, a guy <laughs> they would really want. They, that guy's amazing. Could, but, uh, normally, they have somebody coming back like an Ochai or a Wilson. Self would, I'm sure, do somersaults if he could get McCuller or Grady Dick to come back because then you have your your star, you know. Uh, McCuller defensively, Dick offensively, but uh, without them, and you only got KJ and Dewan, great starters, but not scorers. You know, so it's kind of scary when you think about it. If you're a fan, because they got to bring in some scorers, unless Ernest suddenly becomes Azubuke and uh, Bobby Pettiford takes some major step. It's interesting because you got to score, and in the Big Twelve, you got to have some veterans because all those KU games come down to the wire. And McCuller, we could go through it. He saved a lot of games, especially early in the season. Big Twelve. Jalen Wilson takes over. You know, yeah. if he somehow had a Grady Dick or a McCuller back, which the odds are almost none. Self would be. I think the train would keep chugging along nicely, really nicely, with some portal guys too. But they're going to be missing that one guy, and Dick or McCuller. I don't think Bill can can talk him into coming back. But we shall see. We don't know about the NIL and if they can. I don't even know if you can make offers on NIL. You just you, you get guys as much money as you can. Or help them, you know, through the mastery collective. So, well, and as we said at the beginning, the the, the first order of business is for Bill Self to get his health back, and yeah, um, and and that's uh, that would be a, a, the first huge victory in the off season for for Kansas. Okay, there's going to be so much to talk about over the next few weeks with Kansas and how the the twenty three twenty four roster takes shape, and there'll be nobody. Um, better uh, to to talk about that with than Gary Bedore and Shreyas Lada. So um, look for future Sportsbeat KC's talking Kansas basketball and football and football. Looking forward to the off season and Shreyas, we'll have a conversation about the uh, the football Jayhawks pretty soon. But uh, thanks, guys, and we'll talk again soon. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production team of Randy Mason, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Scott Chasen. Tip of the cap to Gary Bedore and Shreyas Lada for sharing their insights. 
Morning Sports Edition. It's the best digital sports page in America. More than 40 pages today of college basketball, NFL news, the World Baseball Classic, and other spring training news, golf, tennis, the NBA, NHL, you name it, it was there. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com. Liveedition, one word, .kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day.